Hello and welcome to Mental Awakening, the podcast that explores all topics related to trauma recovery, mental health, chronic pain and healing. I'm your host, Sarah DeKeely, psychotherapist and mental health social worker. And in this episode, I will speak about rejection and how it can impact our health and well-being and why it is that we try so hard to avoid feeling and being rejected. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Good to be here with you all. Um, In all my work with clients, there hasn't been one person that I've worked with and met who hasn't had a fear of rejection, a deep-seated fear of rejection. And underneath, I guess, all the behaviors, this is the feeling that they were trying to avoid, being rejected. So it's often disguised and covered up by various parts that we have, behaviors such as people-pleasing tendencies, or it could be that we end up, I guess, lacking authenticity and afraid of being ourselves, showing our true self to the world, and in many ways wearing a mask. We may also fall in the trap of passivity. So people with a fear of rejection often go out of their way to avoid confrontations and refuse to ask for what they want or need or speak up. And there's also a common tendency to try to simply shut down their own needs and pretend that it doesn't matter. It's almost like we bypass our needs, our emotions, and come up with all kinds of reasons and excuses as to why that's okay. Um, So the fear of rejection stops us from actually reaching our full potential. And we may also get caught up in passive aggressiveness um, because obviously if you are pretending or playing... um, a role putting on a mask, not really being comfortable showing your true, true self, then, you know, eventually you're going to feel angry, right? You're going to get frustrated and you might start, I guess, taking on too much, burning out. So there are a lot of consequences to, I guess, the, this fearful behavior that comes with the fear of being rejected. So it leads to behaviors that makes us appear insecure and overwhelmed. So we might, you know, get anxious, fidgety, um, avoid and distract, lose the ability to really effectively communicate. It can become, um, yeah, quite unhelpful in so many ways. I know in my own life, I was, I guess I first got the taste of rejection from my closest um, people, which is my family, my parents, my caregivers. And obviously as a child, I had no understanding or insight about any of this because children can't do that. But as an adult, looking back, I can see how badly and desperately I was always trying to get my parents' attention. I wanted so badly to be seen and heard and validated by them. And obviously, you know, I'm not blaming them by any means. They did their best. There was, like I've mentioned in previous podcast episodes, lack of resources, lack of information, lack of conscious awareness. Um, 
And yeah, they had their own challenges, I guess their own traumas, the impact of their own traumas. But it did definitely um, leave, I guess, um, a mark (laughs) on me in many ways. Because from a very young age, I learned that in order to receive any kind of love or attention or to be seen and heard, I have to betray myself. I have to somehow be something other than who I am. So I need to be a good girl or I need to be pleasing or I need to reject aspects of myself in order to meet other people's needs or make them feel comfortable. And I learned from a very young age to become the emotional parent of my parents and in turn the emotional parent of pretty much everyone around me, from boyfriends to friends to colleagues. And this became exhausting. So the anger and the frustration within me grew with time. And, you know, just walking on eggshells and fearful of making um, things worse. I, I started to get angry. Even with colleagues or even with jobs, let's say I would go to a job interview or I would be offered a job and I would be rushed to accept that that job by you know the employer because they wanted me to maybe sign the contract straight away or I might ask for something more and they just wouldn't agree to that or they make me feel like you know I'm being a burden by asking for what I wanted or needed and that sense of ur- urgency, all of those things made me feel like what I need for me or what I wanted was not okay. So I had to please to be accepted. Thankfully, in time, I learned that that is the worst thing I could do for myself. <laughs> and that, you know, sitting with the discomfort of disappointing others is a part of emotional maturity, is a part of actually recovering from the trauma is a part of loving and accepting and embracing all of ourselves and no longer running away from things that are uncomfortable. Because if we're in this life and if we're thinking that we're in this life to avoid discomfort, then this is gonna be a very, very hard and difficult life. I'm sure you've already experienced that. Whatever you avoid or whatever you resist persists, right? Whatever you avoid grows bigger. So we have to build this resilience. We have to learn how to be with things that are uncomfortable. And one of those things when it comes to the topic of rejection is the anxiety that can come from, you know, you speaking your truth and the other person saying, well, I don't, I guess I don't want to be a friend anymore, or I disagree with you, or how dare you say this, or what's wrong with you, whatever. They may attack, they may um, reject you, they may avoid you. And it's usually the, I guess, that anxiety that can come, the fear that can come um, from sitting with those emotions or from sitting, I guess, with the possibility of those incidents that weakens us it weakens our energy and in turn like i always say i've said it in previous podcast episodes when our energy weakens our physiology naturally weakens also and this is a really important thing to bear in mind because the anger that you experience 
from being rejected, the fear that you experience from being rejected, it doesn't just disappear. It creates energetic blockages within your system. For me, I'll share a personal story, a recent personal story. I was rejected by someone I deeply loved, a friend, a very dear friend. And the pain I experienced from this rejection was so intense that I started to find it difficult to sleep. I had started to have sleepless nights, anxiety, you name it. I just, it's almost like I was re-experiencing all the stuff that I felt as a child, you know, trauma stays in the body, right? The body keeps score. And, and so it was almost like this massive threat to to my existence, right? It was almost like a tiger was chasing me and this is how the nervous system goes into this aroused state because of our interpretation of what's happening. So, and there's a reason for that, which I'm gonna explain in a minute. But I just felt so, I guess, so hurt and so sad and so um, anxious and angry. I got so stuck in this fight and flight state that it helped me remember the imp- incredible power of rejection. It's one of the most common emotional wounds that we experience in our lives. It's something that in today's world with social media platforms, dating apps, you know, just being connected to thousands of people at any given time from posts and chats and texts and so on, I guess there's a higher risk of being rejected in addition to these kind of minor rejections. We're also obviously um, at risk of having a friend, like in my case, reject us or a spouse leaves us or we get fired from a job or ostracized by family members or community or whatever it could be. And that pain can become incredibly paralyzing. So whether the rejection we experience is large or small, one thing that remains constant is that it always hurts. And it hurts more than we expect it to. So why is that? Why are we so, um, I guess, afraid of rejection? We do anything to avoid it. And yet, you know, ironically enough, we actually also experience it. Even though we try to avoid it, we still feel, you know, we don't necessarily allow ourselves to feel it, but we still go through it, right? So... Let me just take you back, um, I guess, in terms of uh, human evolution and just a bit of science on why we are wired to respond this way. So when they did some research with people that they put in these functional MRI machines and asked them to remember, you know, recent, um, I guess, incidents of rejection, they discovered something quite amazing, which is that the same area of the brain that gets activated when we experience rejection is also the same area of the brain that um, experiences physical pain. So that's why even small rejections can hurt more than they actually should. And the reason our brain is wired this way is because I guess there's a scientific belief that it all started when we were hunter-gatherers, you know, when we lived in tribes, And since we couldn't live, um, I guess, survive alone, being ostracized from our tribe was basically a death sentence. 
And as a result, we ended up developing a really early warning mechanism to alert us whenever we were at danger of being kicked off the, the team, kicked off the tribe, right? And that was rejection. So people who experienced rejection as more painful more, were more likely to change their behavior and remain in the tribe and pass along their genes. Another study showed that reliving emotional pain is more unpleasant and results in more brain activity than reliving physical pain. So this study confirmed that it's easier for us to recount details and feelings from, um, I guess, incidents of emotional pain than physical pain. And that's why I, it hurts so much more to reflect on times when you've been dumped or when you were bullied or, you know, um, something horrible happens like someone broke up with you or you were rejected at work than the times when, let's say, you broke an arm or you broke a leg. And so I guess these are the things that in our psyche, in our brain, we remember. Emotions usually hurt so much more than physical pain. With physical pain, we, get, we can get patched up, we can get better, or if it's chronic pain, then, you know, sometimes we learn how to cope with it. But I, as I always say, chronic pain is connected to emotional pain. This is my belief, right? I've worked with this, and this is the one thing I've repeatedly seen in people is that if you've got chronic pain, that's because there's unresolved emotional issues within your psyche. There's a lot of resistance in your body. Your nervous system is in a constant state of arousal. And yeah, there's things that are just unresolved within you. And that's what continues to contribute towards physical issues and physical chronic physical issues so how do we recover from rejection how do we pick ourselves back up when things i guess um don't go the way we expect it to because you know this is the nature of life right things are not always going to go the way we want it to and no one's immune to rejection even the most beautiful talented people have been rejected in one way or another Taking risks in life um, is going to lead to the potential of failure. I mean, I've certainly started businesses in the past and failed, and I've taken many risks in my life and been rejected, whether it's in relationships or in, in my career or failed. So we have to embrace the fact that rejection is a part of life. And different phases of life bring different opportunities and situations where we have to put ourselves out there and be vulnerable and take risks. So as much as we want things to go our way at all times, that's not the way life works. It's an, you know, rejection is an inevitable thing. And often um, it's also how we interpret it, right? It's not just about the fact that someone else has rejected us is our interpretation of rejection that actually causes us more harm and impacts our self-esteem and uh, we end up internalizing it you know we end up um, criticizing ourselves somehow and thinking that there's something wrong with us and so it's really important to revive your self-worth because when your self-esteem takes a hit you have to remind yourself of all the amazing things that you have to offer. And to do that, we have to have a strong sense of self, which I've talked about again in previous episodes and I keep talking about it because without that sense of self that comes from within you, 
there's going to be a constant fear of everything. Fear of feeling anything that's uncomfortable, fear of feeling anything that's, you know, um, painful. And that's no way to live life, right? So how do we how do we overcome, I guess, I don't, I don't know if I want to use the word overcome because obviously emotions are going to come at various times in life and if not all the time. I mean, rejection is not something that you can just overcome and never feel it again. I'm not of that school of thought. In fact, I believe that we have to learn how to build tolerance, how to build resilience and embrace everything that comes up. This is why I love IFS therapy, so that's internal family systems therapy because we talk about the different parts of us and how these parts develop throughout time or throughout life you know through various challenges and and traumas and so on and so these parts end up acting as protectors and learning to understand them and eventually embrace them is how you build that you know self-esteem that self-love that compassion that comes from your core essence yourself which is inside of you from within you not from what's happening outside of you not from how people treat you not from how people what someone else thinks of you but there are a couple of things that i do want as in practical tools in many ways that i do want to share um, because i think they're important and one of those is to allow yourself to feel rather than suppressing all the emotions that come with rejection allow yourself to feel and process them so in my case when this friend of mine is really dear friend of mine i'd known for 20 years rejected me and we're no longer friends or i felt rejected by them because of their behavior which frankly was not okay um, and started to become quite toxic that really hurt so i i felt so alone I felt um, like I said before anxious angry you know there were so many things that just got flared up within me in terms of emotions I just allowed myself to feel them I felt it I processed it I would put my hand on my heart cry feel breathe holding space for what was coming up because when we bottle things up and suppress things it just leads to more I guess self-inflicted harm same thing when we're projecting it on other people and not taking responsibility for our emotions nothing good comes out of that I think like many other experiences we often tell people that you know it's okay it's all right don't worry about it just get over it and it would be really good for us to focus more on creating space for each other to feel our emotions even rejection and find a way to feel it and cope rather than just ignoring it and pretending that it's just going to go away and make it all better so allowing yourself to feel and even for someone else who you know is going through i guess fear of rejection or has experienced is experiencing rejection creating space is so important creating space for them to feel how they feel instead of trying to jump in and fix or you know somehow help them bypass the emotion by just saying things like you'll be all right don't worry about it it's okay you're going to meet someone else or you get another job it's all it's all good don't worry about it 
because that has more to do with your own discomfort of being around someone who is in pain than actually helping the other person. So allow yourself to feel and allow other people to feel. The second thing is to spend time with people who accept you. This friend of mine that I, you know, I'm using as an example, this person, you know, whenever I spent time with them, I did not feel authentically myself because there was just, I felt like I had to wear a mask. There was just some level of, I, I don't think this person was fully authentically themselves either. And I just, I know that I was doing what I could in order to maintain that relationship. I somehow was wearing a mask and that's not okay. That's not how I want to live my life. I, I want to be hundred percent authentic within my work, within all of my relationships. And that's an intention I've set for myself because that's how I feel powerful. That's how I feel strong. That's how I feel like I'm of value to myself and to everyone else in my life. And even people I work with to just this world, right? So surround yourself with people who love and respect you. And I know that when we get rejected or even fear rejection, we tend to play small. We tend to retrieve. We tend to kind of, you know, contract somehow. It's almost like we, we don't want to be seen. We don't want to be visible. We don't want to cause trouble. That's again, that's a fearful part taking over. The other thing that's really important is to practice self-love and self-care. So self-love and self-care is not just eat healthy, exercise, and, you know, take selfies and, and look good. It's really about having a positive relationship with yourself, having a um, almost like, I don't even want to use the word positive because uh, we overuse that word in today's society, but rather an accepting relationship of yourself because this is how you become more resilient. Even just appreciate all these different aspects of you that are just so beautiful and wonderful, parts of you that are just so lovable, even the parts that feel uncomfortable, that you wanna reject, that you think are just so difficult. Why am I like this? I don't like this about myself. What's wrong with me? You know, just really steering away from that way of parenting yourself and working towards, like I said in the last episode uh, of this podcast, activate the curiosity inside of you. If you can't have love and compassion for yourself, then get curious. Get curious. Why is it that this part of me gets so loud sometimes? How can I just make space for it? How can I just allow it to be? Because that's a form of love. Yeah? Making time to be with yourself is so important. I spend quite a bit of time on my own. And that's my way of, um, I guess, reflecting, um, connecting, really taking myself along on this journey as opposed to just getting stuck in my auto autopilot mode. You know, I love creating art. I love journaling, um, expressing emotions. I love taking hot baths, spending time in nature, exercising, whatever it is, right? Self-love is something that starts from within and then spreads out to everything and everyone around you. So rejection is a natural part of our lives. We need to embrace it. It's really important to remember that because when we don't embrace it, what happens is that we end up, um, like when we're afraid of rejection, we become afraid of life. 
Um, we end up lacking confidence, like I said before. We can sometimes become manipulative, get caught up in victim mentality, thinking that, oh, someone did something to me, or if I do this, someone is going to do something to me, which is not the case. You know, we're all responsible for our own feelings and emotions. And that victim mentality, even though it can come on momentarily, like it did with me when I was rejected, or I felt rejected, um, it's not something to stay stuck in. Because this person, however they behaved, is a reflection of them. It's got nothing to do with me and my worth, right? It's got nothing to do with how amazing I am, how worthy I am, what an incredible person I am to spend time with. Whenever we harbor resentment of the world, we're not seeing the whole truth. So, you know, as long as you believe that the world should be different than how it is, people should be different than how they are, the truth will remain hidden from you. So what I mean by that is that you, when you resist what's happening, when you resist what is, you end up getting caught up in a narrative that doesn't serve you. So that resentment keeps you from seeing what's really there. It keeps you from looking at the bigger picture that actually maybe this is somehow serving me. Maybe this experience is revealing something to me. Maybe the experience is actually giving you an opportunity to practice how to speak your truth, how to honor yourself, how to get out of that freeze state that we get stuck in when we don't speak up. Maybe the experience is helping the other person to see a different version of you, right? To learn something just like you're learning something. Not that we're here to teach others necessarily, but we do teach others through our behavior. We teach them how we want to be treated. Because if you're looking for someone on the outside, no matter who they are, whether it's your child, your partner, your parent, your best friend, your colleague, doesn't matter, to actually validate you and make you feel whatever it is that you don't already feel inside, then you're relying on that constantly to feel better about yourself. And that means that you're, you're not in power, right? You're not in your own power. Because human beings are fickle. They love you one day, they don't love you another day. I mean, right, this doesn't happen to me often, but it does happen that, you know, a couple of times in a year, I might have a client, loves me for six sessions, you know, hates me the seventh session. What are we doing here? I'm not getting any results. What's going on? And it could be that I've challenged them on something, or it could be that they simply don't want to see things. I mean, I work with people who have eye problems, stomach-related issues. They don't want to see the truth. The anger rises, their jaw clenches and tenses. They don't want to take responsibility for their part in what's happening. But it's got nothing to do with me, right? So my point is that it doesn't matter what area of your life it is, people may love you one day, not love you the next, love you when you do what you, they want you to do, not when you don't. This all comes back to how you feel about yourself. And if you have lived a childhood where you've been shamed quite frequently, or even just a couple of times, doesn't matter, that shame is going to be there inside of you. How dare I speak up? How dare I respect myself 
meet my own needs. And that shame is going to be hidden underneath the guilt. Feeling guilty for saying something. Feeling bad. How dare I, right? These are the things that we need to get to the bottom of, you know. When you embrace every single part of yourself, then no one and nothing has power over you other than what you give it. And this is how we can truly make peace with rejection. The experience of rejection that I had recently was incredible because I realized that, wow, I have these parts of me and they can get so stuck in these narratives that are connected to my trauma and have nothing to do with me, my worth, the present moment. And all I have to do is just feel them and release them. And also, this particular friend is not a person that is aligned with the person that I've become anymore. Who they are doesn't match who I've become. So they no longer, you know, serve a purpose in my life. And if anything, they did exactly what they needed to do to reveal certain things to me and to help me recognize that some things are just simply not okay with me and to embrace that, to honor that. So whether you're being rejected or feeling rejected now, or there is a fear within you of, of potential rejection, right? That might happen by family members or colleagues or whatever the case may be. First of all, you're not gonna become aware of these fears unless you actually start a practice of self-inquiry, which means journal, slow down, tune in. How am I actually feeling? What's going on? Why am I behaving in this kind of um, passive aggressive or um, defensive? Or why am I retrieving? Or why is it that um, I feel really yucky when I'm spending time around a specific person? Because that's where you have your answer, right? It's just usually because you have a fear of fully showing up as yourself in that moment. Being fully honest, being fully, I, I guess, who you are, expressing what you need. And um, so, so that's important to become aware of the fact that there is a fear of rejection within you. And then choosing to live your life in the present moment. So one of the most, I guess, insidious tendencies of the mind is to remove us from the present moment. We are, I guess, constantly revisiting the past and feeling regretful or worrying about the future and anticipating all kinds of unpleasant things so i've spoken about this before in in the um, episode on resistance that living in the present moment is so much more powerful because what it does is that it helps you to just start focusing on the sensations on what's happening inside your body on the fact that these are just thoughts and there's no truth to them right there's no truth to them unless um, you give them that truth, unless you give them that power. I know for me personally, one thing I try to remind myself of repeatedly is that my spirit is unbreakable. My mind may be confused, my, bo my body may be in pain, I might be unhappy, but my spirit is unbreakable, unsickable, undying, unchangeable. It is wholly unaffected by my circumstances. This spirit, or I call it the self even, is fully accepting of everything that I am. And to really build a healthy relationship with that part of yourself, 
you have to first start embracing and understanding these parts that come up. And I've said this before, I'm saying it again. So, you know, in this incident, we're talking about the part that feels and fears rejection. What is this part trying to protect me from? What is it trying to protect me from? What doesn't it want me to feel? In my case, this part was trying to protect me from feeling vulnerable, from feeling lonely, from feeling angry even. So this part was really just doing its job to protect me. Why would I hate this part? Why would I dismiss it? I'm going to understand it. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to work with it. So to kind of wrap up, I want to say that, you know, rejection, if you start taking responsibility for the fear that it evokes within you, then you will become so much more empowered. And I guess in many ways, it helps you steer away from getting stuck in this victim mentality where we blame you know, where we think, oh, there are no good men out there, you know, all bosses are this way, or people in my sector are that way, or my family is this way, or it's just all kinds of things that we do to project our insecurities out to the world, to blame the world, to blame others. This doesn't empower us. The awakening of the world depends, I always say this to myself, the awakening of the world depends on my awakening, yeah? So the world can't awaken without you. It's not an obligation to participate, right? It's more like the world is waiting for you to start dancing so the party can begin. Your role in the awakening of the world is a matter of making a choice. And that choice is to every day, no matter what's happening, is lift out of your illusions, right? Because awakeness desires only awakeness. It seeks to wake up the still sleeping parts within us. So self-leadership and self-empowerment is not about avoiding discomfort or avoiding pain. It's about really learning how to be with it, how to embrace it, because this is how you feel stronger from within. I mean, I feel so much more empowered now than I've done ever in my life. Is my life easier? Am I experiencing less pain? Not necessarily. There are times when that's the case and there are times when I'm incredibly challenged. But the way I approach those challenges is different because I actually don't resist them as much as I used to anymore. And that's what's empowering. That's what empowers me because there's more belief in the self. There's more trust with the self. And when there's more trust with the self, gosh, then it just, you know, life becomes so much sweeter. Not because it's less challenging and difficult or painful, but because you feel connected to yourself as you go through it. And that makes all the difference in the world. Because if you're connected to yourself, no one can reject you. Rejection only happens when you reject yourself. All right, everybody, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will speak to you guys again in a couple of weeks' time with a brand new episode. If you would like to work with me, please visit mentalawakening.com.
www.thinkandgrowthpodcast.com.au. If this episode resonated with you, please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcast as it will help others to access the information shared here more easily. Until next time, take care, everybody. Bye for now.